Welcome to episode number 8 of the Bar Dizzle. As always, we'll be chopping it up about sports, spirits and brews and mix in random thoughts. We'll also revive our regular segment on famous events and birthdays. And speaking of that, our show tonight is on the eve of the birthday of someone all of us here know very well. One of the greatest tennis players around, David I think you know who I'm speaking of. Thanks Tessa, you're too kind. And I'll play along, just who might that great tennis player be? Of course, I'm speaking of Serena Williams, David. Who did you think I was talking about? You, silly. <laughs> Good one, Tess. I should have seen that coming from your backcourt. But uh, you lobbed it over my head. Nice job. I kid because I care, David. Happy birthday eve to you too, love. Thanks, dear. I know deep down in that virtual heart of yours, I have a special place there. Scott, once again, Tessa, you know, exhibits her tongue-in-cheek zinger skills. Remarkable. Dave, that was truly a great passing shot that the people of her native Wimbledon, England, would be proud of. <laughs> yep, whizzed right by me, Scott. At the quote the great John McEnroe, you cannot be serious, Tessa. Anyway, since we seem to be on uh, all, in, all in on this uh, tennis theme, how about telling our Bardizzle fans about the winners we're going to pass by them tonight scott absolutely so <clears throat> we're going to bring back a couple of segments uh, we had the big interview last week and uh, we're going to go through famous number eights and uh, several sports we're going to have a steelers update a little Ryder cup update penguins training camp kicked off this week thursday i think we had a man on the scene there yes, this week talk a little bit about uh, the local college football teams and uh, we'll talk about what we're sipping tonight and then you'll go through the uh, highly rated famous people birthdays and or events on the day of our taping today, September 25th. So with that, Dave, uh, happy birthday, Eve, and we're going to get you. rolling here. All right, Dave, we're back from break, and uh, I'm going to run down some famous number eights. And we've got a big baseball bunch today. Sure do. Uh, leading off the, the, the top of the inning is... Uh, Yogi Berra, the New York Yankees. Oh, yeah. With, uh, I think, what, something like 12 championship rings or something like yeah. that? It's some insane. I saw, I saw, I, actually, it might be eight. I'm not, I think it might be, I'm not sure, but uh, the one funny thing I saw was, uh, you know, those meme things on Facebook, right. whatever they have, and they had one that was a picture of Yogi Berra with his hands and it had all the rings on it, like going all the way to right. his whole, all his whole hand. He said, <laughs> Congratulations, to, uh, Tom, on your on your sixth or seventh, or whatever. So nice for you. Yeah. <laughs> so he was, boy, he was, he was some kind of player. But you know, uh, that whole Bronx Bombers, you know, just the, the the destruction machine that they were. They had just so many Hall of Famers. It's really they, they should they shouldn't have. I don't think if they realized how many prolific players they were going to be they would have right. never started retiring numbers they're going to have to go to like triple digits at some point yeah but, uh, they, they, but, they've got uh, just about all the single digits retired yeah yeah and but the, the funny thing is when we're going to talk about this a little later uh but the 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 lasting impression i have is that ball going over his head in game seven of the of the uh Right. Of the World Series in 1960, but we'll talk a little more about that later. But yeah, was, yeah. So uh, going around the diamond a little bit, Cal Ripken Jr., the Iron Man, Baltimore Orioles. Yeah, yeah. We we kind of glossed over. I think uh, uh, another player on that team 
Brooks Robinson way back when we talked about uh, oh yeah other numbers. But uh, yeah, the he of the streak. Right. I mean, the amazing, uh, it's just, I don't even know the number. I can't count that high. Yeah. But it was something that's nobody <laughs> probably going to touch. But my lasting impression w- was that was when it finally happened, you know, and he had, you know, there was times when he could have taken off and different things where he wasn't really healthy. But when he finally did it on that particular night against whoever it was, he like went around the entire stadium, like high five right. the entire yep. crowd, making like a whole loop. It was pretty, pretty intense. Yep. P- great player. Yep. And then the cost, of course, excuse me. Pops Willie Stargell of our uh, beloved of uh, We Are Family. Never heard of him. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, what, uh, you know, around here especially, what just what an amazing uh, uh, player he was. And, and, the, and the 79 series with a big home run, you know, and uh, MVP. And, yeah, MVP. And, uh, you know, that Bill Robinson let off that inning, you know, that final game, and he, you know, whacked one out of there and they, and they held on somehow as I nod on every finger now I have. Um, but, you know, the the thing about Starge is, and Scott and I talked about this either in person or by text or whatever, there's these ballparks now like in Philly and uh, you know, Cincinnati, the, I call it the Great American Small Park. It's the Great American Ballpark. The Great American Bandbox. <laughs> Imagine him yeah. playing in those parks right i mean they'd be looking for balls like in the in floating down the river or in the parking lot or in somebody's front lawn yep i mean uh he he, he hit some taters back in the day and i remember back in three rivers when they had those little numbers they put up on the seats way up there where yep. people hit them and stuff and if you just look up there or walk up to see how far this thing was it's like a draw it's like a, a five minute cab ride from home plate to where some of those were hit, yeah, but uh, you don't get a uh, you know a statue out in front no. of your stadium. He was definitely nothing. prolific. I think we talked about it uh, in episode number five. We were talking about Johnny Bench. Only two players hit more homers than Johnny Bench in the seventies, and it was Willie Stargell and uh, Reggie Jackson. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bo Sox player, Boston Red Sox player, Carl Yastrzemski. Yes. And don't you feel really old right now when you see his grandson playing in yeah. the league? Right. Uh, you know, but yeah, I, I could just see the bat way up in the air. You know, he had yeah. held the bat like way up there yep. and and the top of the, by the, you know, pointing to the sky. And uh, yeah, he, he was he was uh, amazing because all those teams, you know, that he was on as good as they were, you know, it, they, they, they stood, still couldn't break through. Never the, break the 19, through. Yeah, yep. they, they, they couldn't break through that with the, you know, the thing with the Reds and, yep. you know, uh, the uh the, was the, the oh by the way just to interject here scott rolled out the uh the wood fire pit so we're gonna have a kind of a fireside little chat fdr style snap crackle and pop <laughs> so you might hear some little cracking in the background i'd like the crack of the bat for uh yes but um uh yeah as, as good as those teams were you had the the who, who's the guy with the home run when he's doing it was that the catcher uh the the, the home run that they hit and yeah yeah game six or whatever uh but anyway um yeah tremendous player yep and uh <clears throat> andre dawson one of my uh favorite uh, outfielders the from, hawk yeah the hawk from uh, montreal and the the chai cubbies uh later in his career he was just a um he he, he was like a uh a next-gen player he, he had the body of the, of the next generation that came through he was no just question he was like a, a tight end yeah, he was like the first guy you look at and go, shouldn't he be playing linebacker somewhere? Right. What are you doing on this field? Yeah. <laughs> back uh, back to the, of course, he was an outfielder, so back in the, in the diamond, good old uh, Joe Morgan from the Big Red Machine. Yeah, um, 
you know, RIP there, Joe, he passed not too long ago and, uh, boy, was he something in, and, and, uh, and, you know, we, I keep saying reference points to different people, but that's how you kind of remember him. Right. Obviously he was a tremendous player, uh, offense and defense, you know, just clutch hitting, you know, but he had that little air tire pump when he did the, with that, with the left arm. Was that him or George Foster? No, that was him. Okay. That was him. No, George Foster. No, he had the little pump, the little, yeah. You know, of course he started with the Astros and was a tremendous player there right. and moved on to, yeah, the Reds and was uh, you know part of their instrumental instrumental yeah. in their in their in their run to to a title. So uh, yep, and then uh, rounding out the the crazy eights for baseball is uh, Gary Carter of the uh, Expos and the nineteen eighty six Mets. Yeah, and uh, that 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 new thirty for thirty on ESPN. Have you caught any of that? Yeah, no, I have it's not. It's amazing it about the amazing Mets, but it really wasn't about the amazing Mets in sixty seven or whatever it was but 68 but uh 69 sorry right but um this was more about the 86 and that incredible incredible title i mean and i was watching i know i was in florida watching it with some people at my apartment complex i lived in and i mean they were down to their last strike in game yeah. six not only i mean and, and mookie wilson fouled off like 47 pitches I right and, and it was like you know the first the first two they got the first two outs like right away and then yep. just single here and they they talked about how every guy that came up there were like I'm not making the last out right. or I'm not making and 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 Mamuki the way he was battling it and it just you see it unfolding and when you were watching it you thought this is not happening right. I can't even imagine being a fan of the Red Sox at that point it oh just, I, I would have been you talk about like looking for the, the highest keeping bridge. sharp objects away from me oh my god yeah. I mean it's just you know and 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 Car- Carter was fantastic and. You know, uh, Mar- you know, Montreal as well, even yeah. before he got there. But um, and another one that passed too soon. Yeah. Getting- really kind of only one basketball player, Kobe Bryant. I know he yeah. changed his numbers at one time, another way too soon. And- yeah, three in a row there that are no longer with us. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, you know, right out of high school. Yeah. And, um, yeah, arguably just one of the, I mean, yeah, just, I- just one of the, obviously one of the top players that, that's ever put on a uniform. I mean, and, and, and all with one team. Yeah. And uh, which is rare yeah. these days now with, sure. with, the, with the max out contracts and the different things that are in the well, NBA. Well, and looking where you want to go play, which buddies you want to go play that, with. That too. That, you know, that, that, that crap. There's, he, there's a lot of chicanery yep. going on. If that's, <laughs> <laughs> but he was, but yeah, and that's just, you know, and I was really just upset. Like, I, I'm not, like, I was an NBA fan, like, back in the day, like, Magic but, Bird. Magic Bird. And then Jordan. even into Jordan, kind yep. of, but, but past that, I really started to fall away from it for a lot, variety of reasons. But you, you cannot, um, this guy Kobe was he was a a man for all generations I think right. because yeah you know, he would have been good like anywhere and, yep. and, and he his work ethic I think is it because you know stars sometimes they're just stars and because it, things come easy but like Michael and he really you know patterned himself off of that like a yep. lot of people did he he realized that Mike was not only one of the greatest players ever but one of the hardest working right. players, I mean, throwing up on the sideline during the one, th- and he saw all that, like, yeah. and he like, that's who I want to be, like, right. I want to be someone that says, you know, I'm a star, but I left it all out there yep. all the time for my team, and you know, him and him and Shaq, you know, wasn't great at first, but then they learned how to, they learned how to figure, uh, it, out. figure it out, and Kobe's like, yeah, if I just get this to this guy, he's going to dunk up, and then he's going to throw it out to me, and then we're just yeah. going to just two, 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 two time everybody. Yeah. Um, of but, course, you had Phil Jackson. Oh, they, yeah. I mean the the, the Sherpa. Yeah. I mean the right. They that, that didn't that didn't hurt. Great word. Uh, but um, yeah, you know that was such a one-two punch between between them two. But it was just it was just such a shame when I when I heard and saw what happened, especially when it couldn't have been prevented. Right. I mean, somebody gets sick and dies, or they yeah. just die in a car crash. You're like, well, that sucks. But but you know, this guy flying into fog and whatever. It's like, dude. I mean, come on. I mean, 
yeah. and all those other people forget about him all those other people young people yeah. that were on that thing and it on that on that on that copter i mean it just it the whole thing just let leaves a a bad taste in your mouth and obviously the services for him that were very emotional and yeah. uh, you know I, I watched some of that but I, I can't even hardly watch that stuff because it's just so depressing but yeah he was fantastic yep and leaving the hardwood and hitting the gridiron uh kind of limited it to 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 the um new, back then they were they were kind of like the new generation quarterbacks uh steve young of the 49ers and uh, troy aikman of the cowboys yeah pair of rates and uh pair of hall of famers yeah. Uh, and Steve Young, I think, is the is the is probably the, the wow. Well, it's a real ex- shining example of somebody really having stick to itiveness because you know he's behind he's behind Joe Montana all yeah. that time, right? Waiting for a shot, waiting for a shot. And you know, a lot of these guys now they wouldn't have the patience to do stuff again, especially when free agency. Somebody's going to probably get a guy like him. They're going right. to they're going to do what they they're going to well, give away. He, draft he started picks. at Tampa Bay, though, right? Well, he did. Yeah, yeah. And he was with a, with a, a USFL. Oh, one yeah, year, yeah, with yeah, the Gamblers right. or, yeah, or some some team. I don't remember who it was, but 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 he because of uh, you know that that thing going on and then and throwing around a bunch of money yeah. when that league started. But yeah, but then Tampa, there was no team around him. He was right. getting destroyed. I mean, even though he could run around, they, yeah. you know, they just didn't have running for his life. You know, he this wasn't the oh four. You know, uh, Buccaneers. You know, whatever. Yeah. And so. Uh, you know, but but him just staying on and staying on really a testament to his to his to his staying power. Period. And uh, you know, when he finally won, you know, I, I remember that thing in the locker room, or on actually on the sidelines before they got to the locker room. You know, he said, "Somebody get this monkey off my back." You know, you know, he's like <laughs> yeah. you know, with the thing. So, and and Troy is just a you know he's just fantastic. And, and uh, you know, and he what one in fifteen his first year getting sacked like forty seven thousand times. Yeah, you know, I didn't think he team. was gonna have that long of a Ooh. career. Yeah, and he wasn't the most mobile guy, no. so he was getting hit often. Yeah. And and uh they so figured the it out. Fact that yeah, and and a testament to Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. They put those people around and hell of an offensive line. Yeah. Emmett Smith. Yeah. Michael uh, Irvin. Yeah. And then they went and got people like, you know, Jimmy Johnson. I mean uh, for one guy that Jerry Jones actually trusted because they went to school together, right. Arkansas, whatever. He actually trusted him. Now he doesn't trust anybody but himself, and that didn't work. That's not working out too good <laughs> no, for him. No. But but you know, he would say like, "What do you need, Jimmy?" Yeah. Well, I need a defensive end. He goes gets guards Charles Haley. Right. You know, and he goes, "What do you need?" And what do you? And he 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 just did those things that were required. You know, and of course the Emmett Smith and Michael Irvin and things like that. But you know, it just goes to show that. Um, you know, you, you 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 put a good team around, and 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 he was he had the pedigree to begin with, you know. So, uh, and uh, Hall of Famer not too not too long ago. So, yep, 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 yep. And then uh, moving to the uh, the frozen pond, uh, I'll, I'll name him, and then you can uh, give a couple comments. Yep. But you know, Alex Ovechkin, the great probably eight. the greatest goal scorer of the last fifteen years. Yeah, I mean for sure. I mean, there's there's another one you're probably gonna throw in on your opinion on, but the but the grade eight. Like, we hate to just even say that around here, but I mean, uh, I I went from it's funny. I went from kind of hating him because you know come in when when Gino came in, they were in the same draft draft, class. and yeah. we only probably didn't take him because we were behind you know, in the next pick and, yep. and took Malkin. But but yeah, most one of the most prolific yeah, scorers. Period. Uh, goal scorers period really didn't have like the secondary part of his game the the all around game like Sid is. That's, that's why I always consider Sid above him just because of the overall and how game and how right. Sid can make other people around him better and his playmaking ability face off ability this kind of thing and and, and really 
um, you know, catapulted uh, the Penguins you know, to three three championships. But I actually, at the end, when they actually won, I, I actually was kind of pulling for him because I could just see the 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 like the determination he really wanted to, to have that championship and the way he let out this shriek whenever they won. I mean, you got to right. hand it to the guy. At first, I thought he was really kind of cheap coming in the league, leaving his feet on hits and stuff. But as he matured and he got to the point where he's like, well, I really want to win a championship. Um, you know, he, I, I kind of, I, I would kind of almost pulled for him. Hard, hard to say, right. but, but uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's unbelievable. So the other guy, when you say in the last 15 years, who are you saying? Maybe Mike Bossy. Or what were you thinking? No, of no, just just of his generation. Of oh, his generation, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, sure. I mean, he's he's probably still top five pure goal scorers. Yeah, yeah, no question. But you yeah. know, you bring Mike Bossy, and and you know, if if his back injury didn't stop him, no, yeah, he he would have been even higher on the all time goal list. And, and like Mario, you know, that, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that 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 brings up it's going to be an interesting uh, year and a half, two years here for Ovechkin. He's going to start challenging Gretzky's goal total, right? Yeah, and that's it, going to be interesting. It could, it could happen because he's these guys now are in such shape. You know, the players back in the day, you know, they didn't they, they didn't have all this. You know, they didn't have the TB12, or they didn't have, <laughs> they, they didn't have all these other programs that are going on to keep them in in such fit condition um, all year round, and that there's the the sports metrics and the, just right. the everything, the therapies and whatever. But um, it's going to be interesting because he is going to he's going to press up against that envelope. We'll see where it lands. Yeah. Uh, next guy on my list here is uh, Mark Recchi. Recchi. Yeah, uh, Recchi Ball. Yep. Yep. Pens uh, one cup here and no cups anywhere else. But he had a pretty long career at the Flyer. Amazing. The Flyer. The Flyer. And uh, the Habs. Boy, was he was he PO'd whenever he went there? I mean, after we went in the first one, he, yeah. he goes to the, the second one for us to get Shell Samuelson and one of my favorite players of a Penguin players of all time, Rick Tockett. Came back in the trade. That's that kind of worked out because we went back to back. But was Kenny Regga part of that deal too, or they no? Got him it, was, separately? It, it was Shell Samuelson. No, it was just, it was yeah. just Samuelson and uh, and uh, Talkit. Yeah. But um, you know, the one thing I think about him when I think about Recky is he was undersized. Right. He wasn't the fastest skater, but he was quick, sudden. But you know, get into the holes. You know, had a nice snapshot. He. He had those parts of his he game. He could uh, change in the phone booth. Yeah, he really could, and uh, and, and just a, and just a big game scorer too. Right, like in the playoffs, big big goals, like you know, just when you needed him. Um, obviously, playing on a great team, but well, he didn't the, he didn't have end, a, but, a cannon shot like um, the next guy we're going to talk about or the previous guy we talked about. But uh, you know, he, he he just had a knack for scoring, like you said, for scoring big goals. Yeah, and and I I, re- I recall, and I think we talked about this offline one time, but um, I'm I'm pretty sure, but. I remember an interview somebody did with him, like after his career was kind of over, was he, and he kind of looked back on all his accomplishments and somebody asked him about his size, you know, being five, seven, right. eight, you know, that might be being generous. And he, he said a lot of people, and, and this, this reporter, whoever it was, was saying, you know, a lot of people probably said you couldn't do it. And it's funny, his reaction, because his face kind of changed. And he said, yeah. And I know everyone that said it too. <laughs> so he was like, you could tell right. he had that ship on his shoulder, and it was real. Yeah, like he heard all this this back, background right. noise of people saying, "Nah, you know, come on, Mark, right. you know, you're like a pipsqueak, you know, you ain't gonna right. get it done." Right. And he proved them all wrong. And then uh, rounding out the pond is uh, Timu Solani from the Ducks, the Finnish Flash. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember when he played there. They, they when, when games were on ESPN or whatever they called when a game was coming on with them. And how they said, Team Timu. Yes. <laughs> yeah, boy, was he something. He'd he was speed, slick. the shot. Yeah. Oh, God. He was, wow, he was slick as all crap, as I, as I like to say. Um, or my grandfather used to say, slicker than a snot on a doorknob in oh, January. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wow, the visual there that I don't want to really get to. Uh, yeah, but he was. I don't even. I don't have his you know, numbers up in front. But but um, he did. He eventually when they won the cup, was he still with them? I think he didn't. He stay on kind of and I think so. signed like a one year deal yeah. or a couple year. He he ended up being it on, on that cup team because he was really at the end. Yeah, at that point, I think maybe even like left and resigned right. or something. It was some weird dynamic uh, about that. But yeah, boy, as far as uh, on a not so great team for most of his career. Uh, boy, he just he couldn't stop him. Whenever he was a guy that you knew you had to shut down, they still couldn't do it. <laughs> right. You know, it's just like, well, we got to stop team. Well, yeah, you think, good luck. Why don't you try to stop him? Right, so, right, yeah, right. right. Was, well, of course, he right. started off with the Winnipeg Jets. Well, yeah, which that's was, true. Uh, yeah, that's true. And I, I can remember those playoff games, and that was that was uh, good times watching those late, late playoff games, but uh, that's where yep. he broke into the league. So, uh, And then I got one, uh, one bonus round uh, because uh, – he plays on my favorite the English Premier Team, uh, Steven Gerrard of the Liverpool Reds. Um, you have to he, take this great, one. Great captain. He just retired. Um, just just a tremendous footballer over there, and you know he he holds a lot of their a lot of their records. Where and, is he at in the pantheon of like uh, European uh, football? I mean, he's like Willie Scargill to us. Oh, yeah, Up to, to Liverpool. Well, he was he he was a defender, but oh, okay. he he just you know as as far as uh, what what you mean to a club. Okay, yeah, I say just so, his just his overall value. Yeah. So with that, Dave, I'm going to take us out to a break, and we're going to come back and uh, hit the Steelers. All right, Dave, we're heading back, and uh, time to check in on the uh, local football team, the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Here we went. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, know, you could just kind of see this game coming, couldn't you? I mean, it, I, I hate to you know, talk about teams that they have trouble with, but one of the losses in this streak against them was like in 2006. So when people say, whoa, they really have a hard time with this team, well, that was 14 years ago, one of those games in the right. streak. So the players weren't even, you know, the same players aren't even around now. But, but, but it's, I think the appropriate— One has been. <laughs> one, yeah, one has been right. Yeah, I, I remember that one year when the playoff thing with the pick six and yeah. thing against the Raiders back in that back in that time. But um, I, th- I think it's more or less. I think what the what the crux of this thing is that it's just coming off a big W on the road against a, a you know obviously a Super Bowl contending team like Buffalo, right? Coming back and 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 had this game. They could have won six ways to, to Sunday, no pun intended. Uh, but yeah, they and they just, yeah, they just biffed at at, at, a, at a couple bad times, and and it just seems like they, you know, off of these wins, uh, sometimes they they have this. And 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 let's, let's not forget something here, folks. I mean, this is a whole brand new offensive line. I mean, basically, it's a whole new line, and and uh, so. You know, it, it's look. We're two games in. You know, and here, here's my thing. I just want to throw in here right now before I forget, is that every pundit, everybody out there, this is what I hear all the time. You win one game, like say the Buffalo game, you're going to the Super Bowl. Right. You win, you lose like the next game against the opponent that actually beat the Ravens the week before. Let's not forget that. Right. Okay. Now all of a sudden you're the worst team ever, and the offensive line's the worst ever, and and they're never get. They they played together for two games. I mean, are they going to tweak things and bring that other center in to maybe for Green, who seems maybe he got pushed around the last right. game? I don't know, but let's 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 just take a powder on this thing. Like now, all of a sudden they're terrible and they're going to be six and eleven, like we said. You, you don't let's let this play out. It's always like 
the, to the extreme. Every single game, everybody's took. Now, if they could come back and win against Cincinnati, oh, they're back on course. Right. You know, they look like a better right. team. And then, you know, this guy matured. Let, let's just let this play out before we start, uh, you know, overanalyzing every game and every player when we're two damn games into the season. Yeah, I think. They need to rebound this week, but. Yeah, I think from, from my perspective is. From from a record perspective, I think they're probably where we expect them to be. I think it just flip flopped, right? Yeah, yeah, it just flip flopped. I don't. I, I didn't expect them to beat the Bills. I certainly expected them. That's a good to, point. Yeah, to, to beat the Raiders. However, and, and both teams had significant injuries, and then the Steelers yeah. even had more injuries. Horrible. That's right. the other thing. I mean, people just poo poo that. Like it's not. They lost like two starters before the game. Right. They lost two in game, two or three in game. So they're they're, they're without yep. like because uh, I think it was three in game. There, there yep. was Alu Alu. And there was Watt, yep. and and uh, and somebody else, and and they already had lost, had Bush was out, right. and, and Hayden was out before yep. the game even started. Yep. This is like your whole defense is right. just about right. And, and you and I talked about, and, and part of the reason were when we were doing uh, before the season predictions, I said yes, and, and of course my math was off because it's actually a seventeen game season this year, but they're still going to win eight or nine games because of that defense. Now, if, if they're missing half of it, half of <laughs> right. the play, you know, the playmakers, right. then you know all bets are off. Yeah, that's but. right. And you did mention that about you know injury based, and that's pretty much everybody. If you lose a starting quarterback or you lose a couple really main uh, ben, guys Ben's for a long time, up too supposedly with a left pectoral yeah. or something. Or other. You don't know about him whether it's real drama. stuff or yeah. if it's Ben drama. Like you know, I'm not, <laughs> I, I just you just know no, is that the dictionary around. Ben drama? I, I think it probably should be right, right next to Jagoff. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> But uh, but uh, but an update too. Uh, you people probably already heard. Uh, Watt does uh, his bulb is turned off uh, no! this week. He's, uh, <laughs> his uh, his his uh, power uh, outage. Right, his groin is, is still feeling a little little, little wonky. So uh, uh, hopefully that because he kind of was downgraded at the last minute, which gives me a little more hope that they just really don't feel comfortable with right. maybe they'll just it's a week to weaker and it's not torn or anything obviously because it did be out and need surgery so just those things are those groins are are, are, are funny like hamstrings you know you don't want to rush back right yeah, so you never know but they have some depth in there and you know what i'm really looking forward to is this jameer jones to see how he plugs yeah. in because he really looked great in preseason in camp when i even saw them the one day that i was there i mean he's flying around and and on special teams, and he made tackles in special teams in the first game, and I, you know, with him and 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 with Joe Schobert coming, you know, in his uh, the inside uh, help with with Bush being out, he, uh, the rotation just got screwed up last well, week. Well, I mean, you, know, you take a look at it. You, you look at David Carr's numbers before and after the injury. Yeah. To, to what? Right. Yep. He he was a different quarterback. Number one. The numbers bear and, out. And then, and then you look at um, uh, what's his guy uh, Ingram, right? Yep. Melvin Ingram, number eight. Yep, played played real well until he had to play a little more. That's, yeah, too much. Right, yeah. and he's a beast. I mean, he, I mean, he, he's a beast, but he's he's also what thirty five, thirty four, thirty five. Yeah, I don't know if he's that old. Maybe somewhere in the early thirties or, or early. But he doesn't have mid. that many reps in him. No, he do, he doesn't, and he had some injuries that, that he's he saved a lot of wear and tear because he yeah. missed time with some injuries. But that rotation. Yeah. Well, let's just say if everybody gets back and we don't have any more of these. And especially in anything long term, that rotation is what helped them yeah. win that Bills game. Guys coming in right. and out, you know, Schobert coming in, Bush coming, so they they were able to do that. And I think that's a really a good recipe for for success. But you know, like as you say, you take somebody out of there now, somebody's right. playing a significant more number of snaps. 
then you know you you lose that advantage of the of the and back you and might forth. see some of their holes too, right? Well, sure, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So I mean, but we'll just see how this how this plays out. But um, Ben, you, yeah. you brought that up. I think it's I think this is more more Ben again drama than than something serious because if it was, then he would have just you know there there'd have been a lot more a lot of more intel on that. And so, uh, but but as you mentioned here on the notes, like you got to find a way. To, to this is another home game, and they've got I think Green Bay on the road after that, which is not going to be in a walk in the park. Right. So they really need at home to to find a way. And and this running game, let me just say this about this: it it hasn't developed. You know, Green he's 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 a couple games into his career as an NFL player. They have this uh, Jukenauer or Husenhauer or somebody, this other guy that <laughs> they might. I, I just I, I don't bother like looking him up, but. But they may they may plug this guy back in because he's more of a veteran. They may right. say that they, 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 has an hour, I think it is, or something. But that may happen. But these guys, we're looking at we're looking at a brand new guy, Dan Moore Jr. Yeah. You know, Green, and and then you know these other guys that have come in. There's no more Pouncey. There's no more DeCastro. There's no more Villanueva. There's no more some of these guys that you could kind of lean on because of just their veteran right. presence alone. So we're a couple games in. Let's see how this, this goes. And, and Chuck's a quarter for is like one of the only stalwarts and he didn't start all the time. So, right. uh, it, it just has to develop and, and it, they will go as far as that, as that goes. But, uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Let's, like I said, let's just not be the bearer of, you know, bad tidings just for two games in. Let's just let it play out and see how bad or good it can, it can, it can get. Yeah, here at the Bardizzle, I think what we're saying is we're not sounding any alarm yet. No, no, I, I mean I'm not. I mean, but again, some of these people, and I understand people are go, are going for ratings. They're they're they have sponsors and on these shows, and they're, you know, they're but uh, they're 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 kind of like uh, they're looking for uh, ears and eyeballs. They they are, and 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 I guess the more fantastic they can make something right. like it's the end of the yeah. world. It's it's one game, I and mean, yeah. if it becomes a trend. Four or five games in, right. you get about five, six games in, you start to get a real temperature. Right. Of this isn't college football of yesteryear where you lose a game and then your season's shot because oh, you're right. not making like, that. Like, Clem- like Clemson right, right now got got upset by NC State. You know, they're, they're, they have two losses. They're basically out of the playoff picture. Yeah, that, I mean, that, I don't care what right. they say. Uh, but with all the, the with all the, the the Penn State resurgence here recently, we'll talk about that here briefly in, in a bit. But like a lot of these other teams, the Bamas and and everybody. Uh, that are they're, they're typically up there um they their 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 season as far as a playoff is probably probably done they're probably right. going to be a major bowl game still they'll yep. probably recover to do that but in the nfl you know five six games and other teams have injuries you, right. you don't know i mean there's cincinnati's lost some people baltimore's lost some people they oh, lost every money rack they had yeah i mean and they somehow and they, pulled that game they had oh no business goodness. winning that no. game against the chiefs no. they just blew that game the chiefs yeah horrible but um Again, what we're saying is that a lot of variables can happen here. You know, if every yep. single player was healthy the entire year, you could say, well, okay, maybe we'll make an assumption on who's going to do what. But that never happens that way. Yeah, yeah. So I, I would just like to see, one of the things I'd like to see them do more of, just to close out the Steelers a little bit, especially around the red zone, which I'm re- really, there's two things. I want to bring up something that you had brought up a long time ago. But before I do that, Pat Fryermuth in the red zone, he needs to be a target consistently. Right. And I'm not saying that being a Penn State guy, but he, the six, 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 seven, two, two hundred and forty some, two hundred fifty some pounds, and and he dropped like one ball in right. his whole career in Penn State. Right, get him the damn ball. I mean, just find a way, even if you have to throw it up, 
if the guy's on him, still throw it to him. He's going to gut up in the air and get the, So when they get down around there, they're fiddling around a lot of times with these same things that we saw in previous Steeler teams. And I want to reiterate a point that you made a while back, which they're getting back in that bad damn habit again, is we saw with this Matt Canada offense that we're, we thought we would see some fullback play with Derek Watt. We thought we'd see some under center stuff and, right. and, and, and letting and letting their their new toy that they just got from Alabama yeah. uh, run up in there with some momentum. They're doing these sidecar handoffs again. Well, they were doing a lot of them during the, during that game. And, and you you were game. you were kind of leading me into my next point with the Fryermuth commentary is why why aren't we seeing two tight end sets? Uh, yeah, they talked about if, that. If right. your if your offensive line is struggling, right, get another guy up in right. there. Right, and they fry two tight and ends, Ebron, both. I mean, whatever, and, and they both Watt. can catch. They they both can block. Yeah, yeah, and and Watt especially because he's. I think he's just a undervalued, underused commodity. I mean, this is kind of a tired thing that I I I, I sometimes get sick of talking about. And I'm not an expert in, in running an offense, but to me, sometimes line up in the mic or the power formation, get a tight, a, a fullback in there, double tights, and bang it in there, right? You know, or or whatever, you know, or, or or one and one. But but he's just sitting there, and he's in the best shape he's ever been in. I watched him in camp; he looked fantastic. And it's sometimes just I don't care if you know if it's coming on a running play, and it right. doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be a running play because you have a, a, right. a fullback in there. And but there's 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 this sidecar thing again, which you're standing still. Ben's handing it to to uh, the running back. What's his name from Alabama? Uh, Harris, Nigee, uh, and 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 you have to create your own momentum. You're flat-footed as you're yeah. getting the ball. I mean, let him run up in there like he did, like he made a living at down yep. south. Yep. So some of the things I think are correctable schematically. I know this is a new thing for for Canada, but they need to start looking at different ways to. To, to to get those as you said the double tights and the fullback they need they need to find ways to to to, to utilize those players in this offense because obviously to help the line like you right. said that's a fantastic point if you're struggling there then help it <laughs> get Ben under center get some big yes. bigger bodies on there and, and I know some of it is what Ben's comfortable with maybe in well, in, in, in the pistol or the whatever yeah. and it's it's still well right you know, now the, still, the pistol's pointed at his head. <laughs> He got hit a lot. Yeah, let, let's just, let's mix it up, uh, Mister Mister Canada, Mister Maple Leaf, Maple Leaf. So anyway, uh, before we transition off to hockey, I, I just wanted to hit the Ryder Cup real quick. Yep, I was watching it a little bit this morning. Of course, last year or last time, European team won, so they only need to score fourteen to keep, and okay. uh, the U.S. needs to do fourteen and a half to to take the cup back. Yeah, that scoring uh, makes my head spin. Yeah. So I'll defer to you on yeah, the thing. Was so, it fourteen to five, or what was it? Yeah, we're, we're, it's eleven five right 11-5. now, going into tomorrow. So, so what does that mean as far as like what? What did you say the U.S. have to do to win? Fourteen and a half. Okay. So, I mean, math- okay. mathematically, they're 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 they, they, they this they're would close. be this this <laughs> this would be the worst worst gag ever. <laughs> the worst gag ever. <laughs> yeah, this is this is this is worse than the uh, the eighty six Bosox that we were talking about earlier with John Vandeveld yeah. at the uh, at the Open when he goes <laughs> yeah. into the into the oh. drink like a fifty seven times. Oh my god! Yeah. Did you ever see just, Tin uh, cup. just a random thought? But that that whole thing that happened there at whatever that course was. Um, but he they, he 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 was a good sport about it because they 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 said if, to see if he could play the entire hole again with a putter. Yeah, and he made bogey. Yeah, and that's all he needed to win the damn thing. So he, with a putter, he just did it as a goof for like the for some uh, British television thing. But, right. Uh, so right. so you're, what you're, I think what I'm hearing you say is 
Um, it'd have to be a fairly monumental choke for them, yeah. to, for them to not to win this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so with that, we're gonna we're gonna head out to a, a quick break and um, go go grab another cold one, and we'll be back to talk about uh, penguins on ice. All right, Dave, coming back from the break. Hopefully, uh, everybody chose wisely on a cold one. And uh, I, th- I think you, I'm going to kick it over to you real quick. Yeah, so just want to drop in a, a, a little blurb about our, our teams here, Penn State and Pitt. Um, so on my side, yeah, I'm really kind of intrigued and, and a little bit uh, uh, optimistic about this team. Uh, that, you know, going up to Camp Randall, winning the game, the first first game on the road, and then and then at home in a big whiteout game. Um you know, against Auburn, a, a legitimate SEC, cont- you know, power type team, and and uh, I thought that was amazing. Spec, no matter what you, you you like, no matter what side of things you go on, it, it really is kind of an amazing deal that that whiteout. So that was that was that was great. But today, um, you know, they you know, both of our teams had soup cans on the schedule. <laughs> For Penn State, it was New Hampshire, and they and they came through and no, that was Pitt. What uh, what's that? Oh. Yeah, uh, who was Penn State was um, Pitt was New Hampshire. Yeah, okay. U N H. Yeah, Penn State was somebody else, and I, I, I you, you, uh, you discombobulated me now because of a uh, thing. Uncombobulated you. Uncombobulate me by telling. But anyway, so they yeah they took care of business, and, and the the game that's looming for them coming up is the Iowa game. Oh, they beat that. they beat a Philadelphia team, Villanova. Villanova, Villanova, that's right. The basketball guys. There's, oh, there's right. only five of them on the field. It's not, it's <laughs> but uh, no, uh, that 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 game. Uh, they have Indiana coming up at home, which that should. Even though Indiana gives yeah. they're legitimate, they're a legitimate team. They're not going to sleep on them, but they have them at home. The the worry there is the the, the game after is Iowa, who's in, who's number five. I, I can't believe that they're wow. that far up. But I, um, I didn't see that. But they always always struggle with all, Indiana. Always yeah. with Iowa. And Indiana, yeah, and, you know, that Indiana was just kind of recently a little bit, but most of the time they, their record against Indiana, they, is they just, don't like teams that start with vowels, uh, right? Or with eyes, <laughs> the eyes have it apparently. <laughs> but no, Indiana was a recent thing. They they pretty much dominated them since they've been in the Big Ten, except for recent. But Iowa is another story, especially going out to Iowa City. I mean, they right. just they that that one is that one will show if they're a legit college playoff contender yeah. or whether they're just a, a New Year's Day bowl, nice year, you know, type of thing. Right. Now, Pitt, and in fact, for Pitt's deal with Nadja, in fact, I, I just got an update. Pitt just got through scoring again. Yeah. Like, like five minutes ago. Right, yeah. <laughs> what, 77 to 7 with 700 and something yards offense taken so away? It was, it was uh, sevens were wild. 77 to 7 with 707 yards of offense. It sounds like a plane. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they could have yeah. used about 350 of those in a game before against it, it, other teams. Well, yeah, week. for sure. And, and, you know, that wasn't even a very good – it was an FBS school last week. That, and that wasn't even really the problem because it was the defense that really yeah. let him down in that game. Right, but. right. And, and you know, you know, Narduzzi afterwards said that, you know, he, he didn't have his players ready, but I'm sorry. Narduzzi? You, you should be able to wake up hungover and beat Western Michigan and – UNH, you know, yes. one in the morning and one at night. Yeah. Well, expound on your tweet. I saw you. I saw you tweet out, and you and I talked about this. And I, I'm just, and again, this is because I'm not. Again, I'm not a pit hater. Like I said, they always said they're they're one A. I don't wish bad on them. I hope they win. But um, you had actually, after we had talked about Narduzzi, eighth right. year, something's got to yep. happen. After that 
Western Michigan, yep. right? You you obviously were you obviously were pissed because you went out and said like, look, this is I'm about had enough of this guy. So expound on your feelings yeah. on that, or was that just emotion coming out? No, I, th- I well, I mean, certainly part of it's emotion, but he, he, when you go back and you look at the track record, it, it's year seven that that should not happen, and, yeah. and you got a fifth year quarterback home. at home, and yeah. you're favored by two touchdowns, right? It, that just. To me, that and I think uh, I don't have my tweet in front of me, but I said, you know, and we talked about it on the show here preseasons. Like, listen, we got to give this guy this year. I know that's usually longer than most, I, right? But I, I've, I had been a Narduzzi supporter up to that point. Yeah, that's what you said. I think, but um, tweet yeah. no, no more. I, th- I think it's, um, you know, obviously you don't fire him on the spot. I don't. I don't know that they have any high profile coordinator to take over, but. Uh, I, I, you know, in, unless they they rebound, and I don't count seventy seven to seven against a tomato can or <laughs> or a tomato can. barrel, whatever. Well, and today was more like they opened up a the the they didn't open up a can today. They opened up like a, an industrial sized drum of whoop ass right of, against that that New Hampshire team today. But no, I, I just wanted to to get your thought on that because it, it obviously you seemed like uh, you. We're getting on. You're getting on the band of of like. Look, I I've given this guy a little bit of the benefit, but now, yeah, I'm not so sure. Yeah, it's uh, what was the name of the uh, the the famous uh, Pirates GM that said, uh, "I can win with you. I can win without you. Yeah, I can I can right. lose without you." But right, like you know, Narduzzi's contract has gone up significantly in, in the last seven years because you know they were worried about losing him. So to me, it's like, hey. You, you can't lose those kind of games. Sure, that, that's you know if if, if you're going to lose against the, the the bigger teams or Penn State, no longer on the schedule, you know that's fine. But what Western Michigan, uh, that's that that's it. I mean, yeah. and, and if you you admit you didn't have your players ready, yeah, then, then we'll get and you up. admitted we'll get, are you? And that was your you had you. I mean, he was admitting that. that and here, here's the other thing, right? And, and you you let in with it is. It, it was a defensive issue. Like, this guy's a defensive right. specialist. That's his whole deal, right? Right. You think of on that side of the ball is where they'd be able to yeah. to do some to do some things. So, yeah. yeah. So, I think we, wanted to, we do want to just transition into Yeah, yeah. Let's, tra- let's transition to the ice. I know, uh, as I said on the uh, the opening, we, we had a man, uh, you, on the scene at camp. Uh, camp opened on Thursday this week. You were up there Friday. Right. Uh, I've been keeping tabs on it, and... Um, you know, I know you got some thoughts, but t- to me, I think there's there's two center things, central things. Excuse me, uh, that was a Freudian slip. <laughs> center depth with Crosby and Malkin out. Yep. And then, you know, looking for the, that uh, the, the last defensive um, part that goes on the right hand side. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, and I, the way I kind of broke it down on the show notes here is just kind of like going by position and and the center situation is obviously in flux right now because of Sid and Gino's absence and 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 uh Malkin it's been it's been stated by by Penguins Brass that he's going to be out 2 months. I mean it's 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 2 months is the is the projected time so from the not, start of the season. From the start of the season. So not yeah, not just 2 months from now. Like 2 months into so um That's December for those counting. Right. Right. Uh, um so <laughs> and so we're now you know they obviously had to 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 make some very quick decisions to the best players all of all time and, and, and surefire Hall of Famers being out. Uh, Jeff Carter, obvious choice to to move up and most likely be 
you know, on the first line. They made a move here recently, which, you know, was not on our radar originally because it just happened, which is Brian Boyle came into the fray, and that was a nice move. He's the same age as Carter, but he is a legit player, 12 you know, 12 years uh, in the in the uh, NHL, and you know, has had a nice career. You know, uh, and and he you know, played on the uh, World Championships over in Latvia. It uh, was part of a bronze medal winning team there. But you know, he's he's a really well liked player and a, a, a real leader uh, of a player and and somebody that could slot in because we were talking about actually at one point. Uh, maybe looking at David Krejci, former right. Bruins. Yeah, and, I thought that was a good call. Yeah, and I, and I guess maybe the reason why we never really heard any any of that noise is because they were talking to, you know, Mr. Boyle about coming in. And, and I, I just seeing him briefly and just hearing, I talked to a couple to a couple uh, writers up there, yeah. just ch- chatted with them about, and they, they were all in agreement that they thought that that was a nice uh, a nice stopgap if you will uh, to have him come in and 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 really lend that experience and and you know he doesn't have uh you know tremendous like a 900 and some games he's got maybe something like 300 and something points or whatever but but he's he's really a solid two-way player a guy that fits into the 200 foot philosophy that that the coach sullivan likes and 6'6 245 pounds you know he's not afraid to throw cancer survivor the guy had 17 18 he uh, cancer's five. He, you know, he beat that and and came back and a lot of experience with several different teams. Devils, Tampa was on their fifteen right. cup run with the you know, they ultimately lost, but he was an important player there. And if you if you go down and look, and I looked at a couple of those games just to look at YouTube type things. Right. He's really he's a smart guy. When you hear Sullivan and a couple of players, and I don't know how if you want to read into this, but at practice he was on the line with Brian Rust. Right and uh, and uh, and I think, but you know, so obviously, I think that I th- I think he's an obvious choice to slot in there because otherwise, you're talking about bringing Bluger up and and getting him out of his his bottom six role comfortable element that he's in, or a, a guy like Erod Evan Rodriguez, and I I think that's a reach, like to bring somebody up to that spot where this guy I think he's not gonna the the whole thing is he's not gonna kill you and he might just really help you up there. In the interim, short term, once yeah. Sid and Gino uh, come out, so that that's something we're really paying attention to. Um, just a couple quick n- notes from when I was up there. That I just wanted to say before I forget, but you know, I saw you know a couple people up there that that, that stuck out to me, and you know, Drew O'Connor that they yep. brought it last year was yep. a free agent. He was really so solid on the forecheck in that scrimmage, and just the, when I was seeing some of the, the practice, and and uh, he looks like he's because he kind of like he had that little. Um, you know, test that they threw him in at, and he 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 seemed like after a while he was maybe a little overwhelmed, maybe he wasn't quite ready. Yep. But he he looks like he is ready. Uh, he looks like he's in fantastic shape. And Kapanen, well, he's 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 flying around like you know Rocky the Squirrel. I mean, he's I mean it was I mean you talk about stick handling in a phone booth. I think yeah. I think he could stick handle in a beer bottle. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he he looked really. He looked really great. So uh, that, there's a couple things there, and then to to, to bring to to bear some of the things you talked about with with the departure of the top five is pretty much set with Dumoulin, Latang, and uh, Patterson, Patterson, and Marino, and then now you have um, uh, with the the, the 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 pair that was together last year a lot was um, uh, CC and right. 
and and the Matheson. Matheson. So now you have a, a number six that's that's out there. I still think Chad Ruedel is really the the, the he, he, he's he, he's such a solid guy. He's a right-handed shot. If you if you plug him into that third pair, he, he becomes the guy that becomes you know a little bit more defensive mind. He's got a good shot. He can join the rush too, but he can he can he can let. Uh, Matheson, yeah. if, if he wants to, if he wants to activate, activate. In, in the in the offensive zone, he can see the you other. Know, Paint say, outside the lines. You're, you're now the guy that's going to like you know <laughs> yeah. be the guy that can like you know come back and and and, and help out with he, when he activates. So I still think he's the front runner. Poj is still out there. Yuso, he's, he's offside too. So they might have to shuffle. Yeah. I mean, that would be shuffling. Uh, Yuso Rikola is still in the fray. You know, there's a couple other guys now. You 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 brought a couple guys. Uh, the kid up, uh, from Arizona State. Maniscalco. Yeah, there's those two guys. I mean, looking at their at their their past, whatever they, they don't have they don't have a lot on tape though. You know, they, they just they just most of the, the one other guy that you mentioned that spent most of his time in the minors. So for, for from from Minnesota, the, the the other oh yeah Markowski yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt Markowski um, you know, he, uh, he played for he, Boston yep yeah so but he's he spent a lot of his time there but um uh. And uh, in the Wild organization, played most of his games in the AHL with their affiliate in last, Iowa. Last couple, three last couple three years. So, are they going to make enough of a push to unseat Ruido? I, I don't know that I see that. But you, here's the bottom line: there's some other people out there too. Yep. You never know with injuries with defensemen. You could just never have right. enough. Like look what happened last year in the first couple nine. weeks of the season. Yeah, gotta you gotta have, have nine in the system. Yeah, I mean, and last year was the perfect example right. because they lost like their top four defensemen yeah. within like a like a snap of a finger, right. and all of a sudden they're scrambling for. Yeah. And, and that's and that's why, you know, you can never have enough. And that kind of leads me into the goaltender situation. I'm going to say this bluntly. I still think you know Tristan and DeSmith are the guys for now and people tend to yep. forget that Tristan Jari and Casey DeSmith you know prior to getting hurt but those two you know were serious reasons why the Penguins won that division yeah. and, and people for sure that and they just think about the last thing that you remember which was him falling down in the playoffs some and, and so, but that doesn't change the fact We've seen that movie before it doesn't change the yeah. fact of what he did in right. all those games beforehand people were like like shuff that off like it's like nothing no it's not he's still a, a very solid guy and i think he's deserving of it and I, I, I there's cap implications too but it's one of the reasons why they 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 um well you also have to, the, the other problem is you know the re, the reason we don't have better answers for it center other than a couple 36 year old guys and we don't have a, an answer for a you know, a five-six right-handed defenseman. You know, this this is a team that that traded away an awful lot of stuff to win two cup back-to-back cups not too did. long ago, right? Yeah, they absolutely. So, did. like to to go get a goalie, what are you going to trade? Yeah, and, and and as you mentioned in the in the one pre, one previous show that uh, was Edmonton, they they way overpaid for Cody Cece. So oh, there's yeah. no there's no there's no way that they were going to be able to fit, you know, him in even if they wanted to make some kind of a. A, a deal, right? To, to, that it just—it just wasn't gonna. Be, it's just not gonna be something that was gonna happen. I think it's know? a bang for your buck from Hextall's perspective. It's like, hey, look, let's let's see where we get. You know, I got between now and the trade deadline to if 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 this guy falters, and we'll see how it goes. And yeah, I, I you know, I, I just I, I you don't have a lot of options. It's 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 a cap league. You, you don't have a lot of 
resources to spend and and, and go get something else. I yeah, mean, the, I, uh, right. And the other the other guy that, uh, that that's in the mix too, and he he got hurt when when he when he got him a, a couple uh, years back or a year and a half or something like that. Is Mark Friedman? Yeah, he played tremendous. Yeah, you know, uh, whenever defenseman he, he, he came in, and yeah, and and he's a right-handed shot. Right. So and, and he's another option at that. I think if anything, I think he might be a guy that presses Chad Ruedel because he and he's. He is a Hextall guy. I, I, he I, had him in I, Philly. I, I think he's a Hextall guy. Six A, six B. Yeah. So right, and and so anybody else that's pushing, a has to be a right-handed shot. B, you know, they're going to have to put more. They're going to have to put more on that camp ice to to yeah. to sway Sullivan and his coaching staff to think that they could possibly unseat one of those two. Yeah, I brought up uh, the Maniscalco kid from Arizona State. Just he, he, he to me, he looks like the next John Marino. Yeah, and I, I I can see that. I, I just think he's not quite ready to right. for prime time quite yet. And uh, the other interesting goalie situation is uh, uh, that that just kind of came that kind of came up and as a you know, free agent uh, signing that was originally drafted um, in, in in 2018 was this uh, this 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 goalie that they uh, uh, got the, the the Finnish guy. Philip Lindbergh? Yes, him. And he, for, can you say forwent or foregoed? I don't even know. I'm an English guy and I'm still screwing up. Uh, his, his senior season in, in, in college at UMass when they won the title. Right. Um, last year to, to sign as a free. And so he was drafted and like sixth or seventh round or something like that, decided he wasn't ready and he needed right. to go to college. And then, so after a couple of years, you can re-sign yeah. with somebody without going... Back in the draft, so he he signed here, and he's a. They meant they, they. I heard the word spongy. Somebody used the word spongy, like he's like a uh, a spongy jumper. I don't know. No, he he. I guess he's really like. He, know, he's he's technically sound. Is te- what technically I've seen. technically yep. sound, right? And and you know, the you know the the other the other guy that they got from Calgary, you know, he's in there, Louis Domingue. That's you know. So we're talking about number th- three guys now, right. or. Or, or possibly pushing, but I, I, I still think it's Jari and DeSmith. No doubt about and, it. And, and I'm, I'm okay with that, provided the defense stays healthy, provided we don't have any more people with stupid wrists that weren't operated on two years ago right? or anything else. Hey, look, so. at the end of the day, what if Hextall moves Patterson? I'd be and, okay and, with and, that. And, and then you got a spot for POJ mm-hmm. on the left side. You know what and I think and, about Pedersen. Maybe you move Pedersen for a right-handed defenseman. Maybe so. And you know or what? A goalie. I th- I, like I, there's, it, it's it's early. Yeah, and I I could see that because of moving that salary and maybe, you know, somebody's maybe a little bit more friendly uh, cap wise, but also, right. and I just think that I, I'm not a I'm not a Pedersen hater. I just think that he doesn't do enough with the tools box that he has, like his size, his reach. You know, I'm not like I said. I'm not expecting him to smash people through right. the glass all the time, but I think sometimes his gap is off, and you got this long reach and this long stick, and sometimes you get caught in the gap, and you're getting caught in the wash. There, I mean, there, it, I, I guess uh, we'll see what happens with a full season, at least starting right. of him and Marino, and see how that works out. Right. Because I, I think that it, I would, I, I think that maybe that's a short leash type of thing. I, I, well, I, hey, we talked I, about I, it I a couple know. episodes ago, and Hextall called them both out and said they need yeah. to step up. They he need, did say they, they, we need they, to see need more to be from. Four. Yeah, and he he's very direct. <laughs> They're about not that. five six. To they need more. to be three four. But I, I think Marino really really rebounded last year. I think like, like the start of the year 
wasn't good. But then as the season went on, he really, I think he, 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 he really entrenched yeah, himself in again, you know, but so, so those are kind of the things it's, it's so early on, you know, the first preseason game is Monday. Right. Uh, already. Yeah. And um, the season doesn't start till like what the twelfth, October fifth, or, or something like that. I thought. No, it's like the twelfth. It's not really? even. Yeah, it's, oh. it's further than that. Yeah, they start out in Tampa, watching them unfurl the back-to-back champion flag. Be <laughs> a little motivation, but then they open up. Then they at home and that that Saturday, or I think against the Blackhawks and, yeah. and Mark Andre Fleury, the oh, fighting, fighting Mark Andre Fleury. <laughs> Hope they spell his jersey right this time. Yeah, well, wasn't that crazy? About, how did that happen again? Like I they, don't know. They the tweet. Time, they, they put all the start. The, like the starting. They laid them out on a table, it, it, and they laid them out in in the dressing room, and then they took a picture and they posted it on you know social media. Oh my god! Was it like F L U R R Y, like a snow flurry, or how did they spell it? You don't remember? Uh, they 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 flip flopped the U and the E. Flurry. Yeah. <laughs> you can't even pronounce no. that. How could you? How could you even write that? You can't even pronounce. And it's, not, and it's not like the guy just got in the league. That's the, yeah, he's like a Hall, Hall of, of Famer, Famer, and like yeah. you botched that up first. For, welcome, welcome to Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's yeah. But this is this is and, and by the way, we're gonna have by the next time. Hopefully, we're, we apologize that we're a couple weeks out from our last uh, show, but things you know uh, tend to happen in life and whatever. And we had the big interview. We had to we had to de- we had to decompress from that and. Uh, but I'm going to be back up at camp next week, and I'm going to be a little more intense in my my looking because this weekend, Scott, this past weekend. Yeah, I'm, I may the, join the, you up there this week. Okay. Well, the USHL stuff is yeah, yeah, going yeah. on, and it's like it's like scouts. Yeah. I mean, they're they, <laughs> they were just like said in slap shot. They're they're running around like little amoeba. I mean, right. everywhere. And it's right. just like I can't concentrate because I do bring like look. I'm not on payroll with any big you know media outlet but i like to bring my stuff and i and i like to make notes and i like to spread out and i like to have some room and these guys are just crawling around you right and there's games that are going to yeah. be going on later three games yeah and so it just look i said look after these people will all be out of there this weekend so scott and i both hopefully are going to have some more intense uh views of and opinions of what we see when we can have a little more room to yeah. operate so yeah so with that, we're going to uh, head off the break, and uh, we're going to come back and uh, let you know what we're shipping tonight. All right, Dave, we're back, and uh, guess what time it is? Have at it. Oh, yeah. You have great technique on that. All right. So you are pouring... I got, I got a dogfish head over here tonight. Yep. And... Maybe explain what that... Do we have another glass for mine? No, I forgot. I'll uh, just leave a little in the a, can for you. You can do the same. You like it in the can? No, I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> Let's clean that up for the... Uh, clean it up for the listeners. For the listeners. Uh, there you go. Okay. I right, got it. So, so. That's, that's a, uh, a dogfish head hazy IPA. They call it Hazy O. Hazy O. Oh. Oh. Uh, 7.1 on the alcohol by volume, 45 on the IBUs. And uh, this particular IPA uses four, yes, four, exclamation point, they say, types of oats. And you might be thinking, well, why so many oats? Each oat does something a little different for your sipping. They say in Canada, oats. oats. Uh, So they got malted oats, rolled oats, naked oats, hey, ho, and (laughs) oat milk. Oh, yeah, oat milk. Uh, but it, it, it's actually pretty smooth, I think. You know what's funny? I just, I just took a sip, and I'll tell you the funny thing is, is of all the hazes we've rolled out here. Yeah. <clears throat> rolled uh, out? Is that because it's no? Rolled out. <laughs> this is so funny because I don't even, 
you know, most of the hazes hit you with that haze right. thing right away. This really doesn't do that. It's like a it's like a, a nice lean mixture or a, a combined mixture of, yeah. of of oats and. It's got a bullseye. Yeah, I was gonna say it hits your bullseye? bullseye. Okay, let me see. Let me take another sip. Wow, that's really good. I mean, Dogfish Head's a great company. Yeah. I mean, they have so much good stuff. But this is what I like is that is, again, it sounds like I'm repeating myself, but the haze is mixed in with other stuff so it isn't just like total like you know firestone walker's mine haze which is great right. or some of these other ones it's all kind of haze hey it's four oats it's like breakfast in a can breakfast of champions <laughs> champions y-i-n-z and, and, and as they say off-centered stuff for off-centered people and that that's apropos here absolutely uh great so a I, props yeah yeah so uh and what do you got over there dave i actually brought this is oh check those uh, bay doors dave yeah here we go again i here. mean it's 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 right coming uh but you you people out there that have been listening regularly why we have no idea but you know um you 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 know that we're on schedule with the with the the uh the flight flight paths here so this is by evil genius it's a company oh. and it's Stacy's Mom Citra IPA. Oh my! Yes, and actually, this is a Bardizzle first uh, because seven point five on the a- ABV, but this is a whopping eighty-five on the IBU. Oh my! So uh, it also checks in at fourteen point five carbs and two hundred twenty calories. I shouldn't. Have, I should have skipped dinner tonight. Uh, by the way, <laughs> but it's it's actually <laughs> it's inspired by the O three music flash in the pan hit by the group fountains of wayne uh stacy's mom has got it going on if you're old enough to remember that that song and that and that guy uh that's what kind of it and actually i read up on this guy you know wikied him and adam schlesinger is his name and he he tragically died at 52 of of covid complications in april of last year hate that i just hate to read that stuff yeah but uh he wrote a lot of songs for movies and other artists and you know so i'm gonna i'm gonna do my little deal here do you want to get a cup or yeah, something i'll grab a cup while you're doing that i'll just i'll just i'll just uh they say in the show business world improvise uh and so i just i just happened to randomly go through because we we, we like to try to get stuff that we haven't had before because we've we've gone around and around in a beer world uh, and a lot, both of us have had so many different ones that it's rare to find one that we haven't tried already. So we want to, we want to try to, as we do this week to week, thank you, sir, is, uh, do something that we haven't had before, because otherwise, you know, all the ones we, I was just explaining to the listeners that, you know, we, we've, we've sampled so many different things. It's rare to find something we haven't, you know, in the, like the big, the big ones that we right. haven't had. So the big ones. I'm going to, uh, just pour this in a. A uh, little cup for you there. All right. And uh, so let me read what else is on here. So, oh, oh my! Try to spill it on my stuff. Uh, one of you're going to do it again. Watch yourself. Oh uh, yeah, it's close. Yeah. Okay. Uh, one of our year-round flagship beers, Stacy's Mom, is an IPA with low bitterness. Low bitterness, eighty-five, uh, and lots of hop flavor. It's dry hopped entirely with citra which, as you may have guessed, gets its name from its strong citrus notes. You're so smart, it says. So, um, imbibe real quick, and let me get your opinion first. Okay. He's smelling. Applying the smelling salts to his nose. I, I, I think that's pretty smooth. I, I think it is. That, uh, 
Wow. Based on the numbers you gave me, I yeah. was expecting to get a punch in the face. I, I, th- I thought so too. I just, I could, you know what this reminds me? When I was down at the uh, Beer Fest down in Stage yeah. AE, they had that double IPA of uh, the company, the, 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 the mainstream. 840. Yeah, it should have been 840. <laughs> the 420 double IPA, yeah. and, and, and and his math is better than mine, so it should be called 840. But, you know, I didn't I didn't, I didn't, didn't feel that, like, same thing. I thought I'd get smacked in the face with it, but I only had a little bit just because, you know, and I I just thought that I'd be bowled over. But this is, uh, one more, as I kind of, like, belch out. Where, where, where did what you, do you what, think? What, what fine establishment did you find that? Um, actually, you know what? It was at Market District. Okay. At Giant Market. I just was going around looking for, you know, something different, and they have those. They have those single. Can- oh, actually, no. Uh, please hold. No, it was yeah. Please uh, stand by. Uh, erase that. It was at um, House of a Thousand Beers. Oh. Yes. So, and because I because they have so many different singles, right? So I said, okay, let me just kind of, and it, it kind of stuck out. I actually saw this like a couple times, and I thought it was kind of funny, but when I saw a Citrus IPA Double, I, I you know, I kind of like it. I, I shied away from it at first, but this is this is pretty good. You don't feel like you're getting killed, no. right? With this, no. What what was the alcohol? Uh, seven seven five. Oh, you taught me by yeah, by four. a little bit. You know, jeez, well, it's it's my birthday tomorrow. Hey. I, had to, I had to like you know, that's right, take control of the reins. Um, but do you take? What do you take? What do you? Let me defer to you before I answer. What do you taste as far as notes go? You know, actually, I I, I feel a pretty stro- strong strong uh, malt backbone on that. I one. do. Like, like I a, do um, I don't even taste the citra all that yeah, much. No, a little. I, but. I, I don't either. Um, oh, watch yourself. I, I think it's uh, microphone's bite. <laughs> I think it's similar in a malt backbone to. Um, actually, I had one earlier when we first started the show. It was a, a Lagunitas IPA. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So it, and again, it has a, a strong balance. It's it's just not just super hot forward. I, sure. Yeah, I mean, I could you know I I would I would shy away from heaven. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't have. I, yeah, I wouldn't, <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have six of those. Mm-hmm. But but I'm surprised because my my mindset has always been like um, double IPA, double the double the the power in your mouth, and I don't know if I could. But the, but the way they mix all these things now. Oh, so that is a double. Yeah. Well, no, no. Actually, no. I apologize. It's it's not a double. It's one and a half. It's a, yeah, it's one one and a half. It's one, <laughs> one point. I paid two eighty for this. That's crazy. Well, I mean, that's almost like paying, paying, paying thousand, you to drink. House of a thousand beers is like a little overpriced, but okay. So you, but you brought something else. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, so uh, we do spirits and beers. We do beers and spirits. Spirits, brews, and you know. Stuff. Some some other stuff. Uh, actually, I wasn't sure if I was going to bring this up, but because it is Eve of birthday, reach over and grab it and get back to some good microphone technique. Uh, reach so, out so, and touch me. Whoa. That goes back. A little there. Depeche mode, huh? Yeah, depressed mode. Depressed. <laughs> <laughs> so, so one of my favorite uh, distilleries, Jefferson's, and uh, one of our, uh, our our big listeners, Phil, uh, we... we do a lot of tastings of Jefferson's and actually we we have uh actually Phil and I were out uh, ha- having lunch one day and he he ordered some Jefferson's Ocean which is so they they distill the bourbon they put it in barrels mm-hmm. and then they load it on ships and it travels okay most of the globe and then you know on there, there's a little leaflet that's like on attached, ships. yeah, as, attached as to, opposed to Jefferson Airplane. They have that, right, right, because different transportation. You know, there, there was, yeah, there was, uh, 
some legality there. Oh, I'm sure there was. Um, but it, this is Voyage 23, and it comes with a ship's log. Oh my god! So it shows you the trajectory or the uh, route that the, really? uh, that the ship took. took. Yep, that's, that's yep. crazy. And, and, and the interesting thing is, and, and what Phil and I have come to uh, figure out is the journeys that have the roughest seas turn out the better. Really? Oh, oh, that was a pretty good one. Yeah, yeah. We haven't had that that sound on our previous whiskey. Tasting. Okay, so let that. Let so that. what? What is? What is? Um. What, what's? What's in this? We had the peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Oh, this is just a, what, uh, what, bourbon. This is straight bourbon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm rattling my spherical orb of, of ice. Yeah. Let that. Let that. Let, let that, that marinate a little bit. Marinate. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, but this is um. It's a blend of straight bourbon, very small batch whiskey. Now this is Voyage Can 23. The, uh, yeah, absolutely. Thing here. So, yeah, try to. Phil, Phil and I ordered Voyage 22, which was a wheated, so it's a little softer. Ship's Log, Stargate, September 25th. That's right. <laughs> the uh, Star Trek. Uh, let me see. Open it. Oh, yeah. That's a straight That's a straight hit. I mean, I haven't sipped yet, but I was just smelling the right. cork. Okay, put that down before you hurt somebody, Dave. All right, so a little, 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 little rattle, 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 little, little chin-chin. Yeah, yeah. Okay, chin-chin. Looking up your old address. Hmm. That's definitely straight. Yeah. Coming straight on for you. <laughs> I'm doing all this music stuff because it's my almost my birthday. Give me a break. Another. Uh, is that heart? Coming yeah. straight. Yeah. Yeah. Little yeah, Anne and, 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 and Nancy Wilson. That's right. But was it Nancy the one that ballooned up nicely, or is it Anne? That, uh, Anne. Anne. Boy. Nancy's the guitar player. I mean, she's phenomenal. Oh, she's she's fantastic, and she still looks hot too. By the way. Yeah. I saw her do a thing on. It was a YouTube thing where they did one of their one of their songs with somebody else. I don't know who. I can't remember the song right now. But oh, they did Starway to Heaven. They both. Uh, yeah, they did that. But they did it. They 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 did another one. And I I can't remember. Call it right now. But but they both can still really belt. Yeah. I mean, they're both really talented. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. So this is straight on. Um. Yeah, it's definitely will only be a sipper for me. I think I'm I'm a little bit more of a a wuss when it comes to this stuff so because i'm not a wussy guy so the the peanut butter which we still have to find the uh, hard truth at yeah. some point but I, I, you I, can't I, handle the truth i, I, I did <laughs> in florida actually we have to you know what i have to get just as a random thought we, we don't have random thoughts tonight we usually have a special section of random thoughts but right. i want to get um my friend down in florida richard Myers. yeah yeah imagine that uh because I'll tell you why, and I, I wanted to actually have him last week, but we had the interview lined up with yeah. Kevin, yeah. and it just so happened it fell on 9-11, but my friend Richard, not only great guy, tremendous, he's an attorney, he's a really good guy, very smart, a uh, hockey guy that you know I used to play with, um, his dad was the lead construction guy the the lead superintendent on the twin towers oh boy he wow, was that's so i'm gonna have he's he's gonna be very good because he's podcast a podcast pro right so he knows that so I, want, I know he would do it so i'm gonna bring him in to talk about that whole i know we're past that now but i'd like yep. to bring him in for that so anyway um he had the the hard truth whiskey that we that we did on his podcast which he does every monday night with his other attorney friend and, and, and dave's always busy working on New interviews. I and, am. And we have a, another one. Oh. That, what you're efforting. Chris, Chris, cross, Chris. cross my fingers. We're not even going to say the guy's name. Okay, but I'm hoping, I reached out to him about a week ago now, well, not quite, 
And I'm hoping, and when if this happens, I should hopefully say when it happens, it's going to be epic, as Jim Rome would say, epic. It's epic. It's going to be phenomenal. Can we? Can we? Do, can we do a, a quote? Maybe <laughs> they're criminals. Uh, well, most folk who ever start out as criminals. <laughs> That's all we'll that's leave. The it. That's, 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 that's the tease. That's what the they say tease. in the business. So is you tease. people that have a little bit of smarts and, and have some background with this, that's the only tease we'll give you. But yeah, I'm I'm going to be constantly efforting. That's an eighties word. Uh, getting some people because I have some ancillary people like the six degrees of whatever right. Kevin Bacon that, that know people. Even like there's Kevin Colbert, the six degrees of Kevin <laughs> Colbert. I my my nephew is a friend of his. I mean, an acquaintance of his, friend of his, that he used to come to Nebraska to to scout is that, players. Is that five or six degrees? Uh, I think it's only three. Okay. But, you know, the bottom line is, maybe this one sip of bourbon has got me babbling too much. Maybe it's because I'm so too close to my birthday. The bab- babbling brook. And by the way, I barely have anything when I'm over here at Scott's place. I'm like maybe 10, 15 minutes away, but we we just, I just basically sit because, you know... Sidecar. Uh, yeah, I just want to. Uh, Speaking of sure which, I'm we're we're going to effort on that one too. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Uh, Sierra Nevada. I was going to Sierra Nevada sidecar. Has, has is it, that brand new? I, I think so. It's got to be. It's got to be. Because you would have you would have pounced on that uh, yeah. way before. No, well, they're one of my favorite breweries. So yeah. So I so the Stacy's mom and the Dogfish Head. Uh, Hazy O. Hazy O. Do you want to do you want to go to break or do you want to go right into uh, birthdays and events? Um. Let's go to a quick break, okay. and then we'll go right into our last segment here tonight. All right. At this point, Dave, you know what I'm going to say? Yeah. Smoke them if you got them. <laughs> As you always do. All right, Dave, we're coming back, and uh, we've hit that, that time of the show where we're going to go through the famous people, birthdays, and or events that you've queued up for us. Yeah, thanks. So, um, this being uh, even my birthday, and I, I knew some things that I already knew, kind of pre-knew, pre-knew some of the things that were going on. <laughs> but <laughs> so let's get right into it. On this date, nine twenty-five in nineteen sixty, one day shy of my grand entrance into the world, your Pittsburgh Pirates clinched the NL pennant, even though they lost a game to the Milwaukee Brewers that day. A loss by the Cardinals secured the NL title. So apologies to that old adage, but in this case, two wrongs made a right, Scott. <laughs> and uh, just a few weeks later, at 3.35 p.m., I know that because all the shots of that thing, you can see the clock in the background, the Longines clock, whatever it was, on Thursday, October the 13th, Bill Mazeroski belted the shot heard around the steel mills, gin joints, and coal mines of western Pennsylvania and the baseball <laughs> world. As he walked off the Bronx bombing New York Yankees in dramatic fashion, still the only World Series game-winning home run in a, in a Game 7 in ML right. history. Now, Kirby Puckett had one in yep. Game 6 of the World Series with the Braves, if you yep, remember. I do. To force a Game 7 that the Twinkies would eventually win. Yep. And my, my favorite thing about that, too, to throw in was, was Jack Buck doing the whole thing. Like, yeah. his home run call was, there's a deep fly to the left, going back, and we'll see you tomorrow night. <laughs> he didn't even say, like, it's gone. or anything. We'll see you tomorrow night. So, um... And anyway, so uh, of course those buckos of nineteen eight nineteen ninety one when the when the Twinkies won they could they could have been there but alas they yeah. were eliminated in the NLCS the first of two straight years by the Tomahawk Choppers oh, from the ATL oh, by the way by the way how annoying was that chant chop combo Scott for me it was worse than like a fingernails on a chalkboard yeah it, it, wasn't it it, it was insane it it was very <laughs> very annoying <laughs> and 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 that series and. 
uh, in Game Seven it's, itself, and we're talking about the the Pirates now, 1960, going back to that, had three unique things that happened that never happened before in the World Series, and have never happened before, have never happened since. Two happened in the last game, and one is unique for the series. Now, I may have told you about this before, but I'm just going to lay it on lay me. it lay it out here for the people that don't know this. First of all. The game-running home run, which we just said in Game 7, never happened before, never happened since. Next, and I think this one is insane. And you can look this up. I did because my brother told me about this a long time ago, and I had to look it up myself. Every out that was recorded in Game 7 was a ball put in play. There were no strikeouts wow. by either team in that game. Now, you think about that. There's pitchers that are batting. There's no designated hitters in 1960. Right. Okay. Every And you can just look up that box score. Every single, and that game was 10-9. It went nine innings in the final. That kind of makes sense at that point. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I guess so. <laughs> but I mean, you know, you pitchers batting, right? You know, against some of those pitchers on yeah. both sides that they had. Well. I mean, especially the Pirates, they had a, a plethora of pretty good pitchers. And, and lastly, specific to the series itself, the MVP of the World Series was awarded to Bobby Mercer of the Yankees. The, the, you know, the first and only time it was given to a member of the losing team. Never happened before, never happened since. You might say, you know, that's crazy, you know, giving it to the losing team. But he, here's the thing. He batted 367 in that series, driving in 12 runs, and in one inning in Game 3, a 10 nothing Yankees win, he hit a two-run single <laughs> in that inning and followed up in the same inning with a grand slam. Six RBIs in an inning in the Game 7 of the World Series. I'm sorry, Game 3 of the World right. Series. And uh, another crazy part of that, series is the game score scott this is the, this is so unique oh, i know yeah. it's right around yeah. my birthday yeah, yeah. and things happen i but, know this yeah. but how the, the the pirates just got the shit kicked out yeah. of them i mean and i'll get here's okay so game two 16 to 3 yankees game it's a good th- thing they didn't play aggregate scoring no doubt oh they'd be done they'd have been done Cook. by like the middle of the middle of the series <laughs> game, so and some game, football scores here right game three 10 nothing yanks Oof. Game six, 12 nothing. There's a safety That's, in that one. In the three losses, the Pirates had 38 to three. They were outscored. <laughs> That's a football score. That's yeah, like absolutely. the Niners against like the Detroit back in the day or something. Uh, unbelievable. Um, I mean, that, uh, again, that, we talked about opening up a can with a pit thing. But we, <laughs> that, this is opening up uh, some other you know, giant right. uh, whip ass barrel. But. I mean, the battling buckos, I mean, somehow they prevailed by three tighter, well-pitched games uh, that, you know, they they had a you know, plethora of, of good of good pitching. And then the, the, the 10-9 madcapper of Game 7, I mean, crazy World Series. And then, you know, the next day, the, the, you know, the, the world got got a big crazier as yours truly got ass-smacked into the universe. Well, there you go. It's been one crazy ride ever since. And that's what they say is... Uh, um Oh, I just had a thought. Well, funny aside that I think about that while I say this, is that my mom told me that in that game, 7, October 13th, I was what? I wasn't even three weeks old. Right. That my dad was like throwing me, like tossing me or or, like shaking me or I had me in his hands, but it was like tossing me. And I I guess it kind of explains why it turned out the way I did. He was like, my mom's (laughs) like, put him down. (laughs) Like, like, what do you you mean? I'm just celebrating. Put him down, like in the crib. Right. <laughs> right. So anyway, so uh, that's that. So on to the famous birthdays. So as far as uh, entering the world as I did 61 years ago tomorrow, in 1929, 92 years ago today, renowned broadcast journalist, star of ABC News, 2020 in the Today Show, Barbara Walters burst into the living room. Barbara Wawa. Microphone in hand, allegedly. 
Uh, rumor has it she immediately interviewed the OBGYN. And asked, oh, boy. I asked about his technique and if he's ever had any affairs. <laughs> that poor doctor never saw what, what was coming. So affectionately portrayed by the late SNL Saturday Night Live star Gilda Radner as Baba Wawa. You know, making making fun of the idiosyncratic speech pattern of folks from you know, native her native Massachusetts. Right. I mean, TV Hall of Famer, Hollywood Walk of Famer, he has her own thing there. Emmy winner, and of course, one of the most intense interviews of all time. Just just ask Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that that interview alone, Scott, was seen by seventy four million wow. people. Seventy four million. That's like a Super Bowl. It's unreal. Proving that you know, while a lot of other real important things were probably going on in the world. We Americans are most interested in our president getting a smoker in the Oval Office. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. So, uh, you know, keep climbing the stairs of life, Barbara. I mean, hope the view, the view oh up there is great for you. <laughs> Happy birthday. Um, and here's a, a Bar Dizzle special combo platter Uh-oh. birthday, Scott. So that wolf of Wall Street himself, Michael Douglas, <laughs> is the double sevens today, 77. And his lovely young bride, Catherine Zeta-Jones, is 52 on the same day. That's crazy. Pretty easy to remember each other's uh, present uh, that they need to get, right? Yeah, I, th- and, I, I think he outkicked the coverage. Um, <laughs> no doubt. But uh, and, and speaking of the age difference things, uh, babies are us called and they want that cradle back of Catherine's that you robbed a while back. 25-year <laughs> uh, age difference, wow. And th- this was a pattern for him, Scott. Like back in 70, 1977 when he was 32, he married the 19-year-old daughter of an Austrian diplomat, like one does. Uh, <laughs> Deandra Luker is her name, and they had one son together, but that union ended in divorce with Ms. Luker being awarded, drumroll please, and uh, Q. Austin Powers made a mystery, $45 million. Now, this is in 1970. Good work if you can find it. Well, this is in 77. You might say, <laughs> well, $45 million, I mean, right. it? but that was in 1977. That's like 170. Some $145 million now. That might be three hundred forty. Yeah, it might be. I mean, that buys a hefty amount of wiener schnitzel, Scott. You know what I mean? Back in, <laughs> for the uh, Austrian diplomat's daughter. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we're, we're glad that you're not a flatliner yet, uh, <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> Mr. Douglas. And here's hoping you and your lovely bride, CCJ, keep romancing the stone. Oh, my. And never have a War of the Roses. Oh, boy. Apparently, your relationship wasn't a fatal attraction at all. In fact, you two keep shining through. <laughs> Happy birthdays to both of you. That was like an annoying barrage of movie reference gunk right there. <laughs> that that, was, that was a cavalcade of I references. Yeah, I couldn't stop that runaway train, Scott. And, so, uh, and eventually, and, well, I'm sorry, finally. There we go. That Gemini man, Fresh Prince, and man in black himself, actor Will Smith, is still getting jiggy with it yeah, he as is. he turns 53 today scott and by the way will i uh i facebook dj jazzy jeff and he sends his love to you on this day too but added will why'd you leave her brother hanging <laughs> 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 and like uh like mr douglas will's another hollywood guy with a famous actress spouse that he's still actually happily married to i mean allegedly yeah that's just um, jada pinkett smith a couple of freaks these two are you know <laughs> right anyway here at the bar Dizzo. We're happy you're still on course in your pursuit of happiness, Mr. Smith. Happy birthday, bad boy. The big 53. Yeah. All right. And that closes out uh, our ongoing and suddenly interrupted from last week segment of uh, famous events and birthdays. And we're about ready to round this out on the grade eight. Uh, indeed. Indeed. And uh, any final thoughts, Scott? No, I think, you know, I think we continue to hopefully raise the bar. I know last week was, or last episode, I should say, since we had a two-weeker yeah. here, uh-huh. 
was was certainly elevated to to new heights with an interview sure. and we're going to continue to to try to do that type of stuff um but hopefully ultimately we, we just hope to entertain you right as we've stated and and dave eloquently eloquently so are you so not entertained put, right, <laughs> in in episode one or two look we may even misquote stuff yes um but we're as they say in the business world, world, we're directionally correct. And we're just trying to give you our opinions and entertain you as well as in, in, inform you and, and, and hopefully just continue a conversation when you're driving down the road, potentially listening to us, and, and you're maybe talking back to us. So feel yep. free, as we've always said in the past, you know, reach out to us on social media, yep. interact, give us some ideas, and, and we'll help help. <laughs> help happily get back that that's that's the ocean and the motion here <laughs> yeah when we have momentary lapse of reasons uh great pink floyd song yeah um yeah we're drinking ipas and sometimes whiskey so give us a break i mean you know i mean Both. this is gonna this is gonna uh, uh happen once in a while but but yeah that we we just we welcome any kind of you know feedback and we always try to like pine for that a little bit just because you know it it, it, it it's we want to know where where things are going so any kind of comments and and things uh, that you have to say, good or bad, uh, we appreciate. Tonight was a little bit uh, different. We had the we snap had the crackle pop. we had the snap crackle pop of the uh, Scott uh, fire pit thing. We put the last big log on the fire. Uh, Thank you, to, Robert, to Plant. Robert Plant. And uh, I actually, I actually had to actually put I got my Penn State hoodie on, and you know, which is oh, speaking making, of hoodies, the, making Scott mad. The, the Guys off the first tee this morning in the Ryder Cup on the U.S. Oh, team. Yeah, they had hoodies that. on. Yeah, what was up? Was it that cold there, or uh, just well, it was in Michigan? So show of, of course, uh, wouldn't have been wouldn't have been great though if if they just would have had like uh, uh, DeChambeau and uh, the other guy, his his nemesis, <laughs> paired together. Well, the one the one the one dude actually put Brooks his, Brooks Kepka. Kepka, yeah. The one guy put a hoodie up, and the other guy just put on a toque. Oh jeez, okay. USA yeah, funny. <laughs> but I have my, but I have my for all you Be- Beavis and Butthead. I have my thing over my head like Cornholio, you know, like back in the day with uh, TP for your bunghead, but bunghole. Oh boy. <laughs> anyway, so and with that, Dave, you better get out of here before you yeah, get in let's, trouble. Let's get out of here. And uh, hey, it's been great. We look forward to uh, interacting with you, listeners, and we'll be back next week. Peace out. Peace out. Peace out.